0: Hey, that's not rubbish.
1: Hey guys, it's Lexi with That's Not Rubbish. And you guys, this is episode nine, and we have our first international guest. We have Ashley Jess Knight here from the UK. Say hey. Hi, thanks for having me. No, it's so cool to have you here, um, big fan of the UK, I mean obviously, I don't know if it's obvious, but you guys kind of inspired the name of this, because you guys are always saying like, that's rubbish, so I was really? like, that's not rubbish, <laughs> so I was spending a lot of time in like London this last year, so
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an English thing.
1: <laughs> you say that's not rubbish?
0: Right? That's not rubbish, like that's not rubbish.
1: I'm going to refill my intro and have you voice it.
0: <laughs> I'm fully down for that. <laughs>
1: fabulous okay so before we get into Ashley's brand Ashley does like the coolest probably the most niches thing we've had on the show she takes these giant well actually I'll let you describe it I'm just gonna say she does upcycled bridal wear and then let that marinate but before we get into doing and talking about Ashley not doing Ashley just talking about Ashley (laughs) will say some good news so this one's really cute, actually. This one's a little different than the other ones I, I say, I feel like. Um, my algorithm has been catching up to me looking up positive eco news, so now I just get, like, a ton of them, and they're really cool. Um, so this one's from Upworthy, and apparently um, Turkish garbage collectors, so like Garbage Bender Turkey, have opened a library with all of the books that they have kind of caught being thrown out in the trash, Oh my god, I love that! It's so cute. So I mean, it was it was um it was open in the city of Ankara, Ankara. And it was initially only for like the employees and their families, but like it just started growing and people were hearing about it and they just thought it was really cool because I mean, like that's just that's a really cute concept. So they've opened it up to the public and now they have over twenty five thousand books.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, it's a lot of books, a lot of paper, a lot of trees, and they've opened up. They've converted like a like a garbage truck into like a small library that they can like drive around and bring books to different schools and other district libraries. Um,
0: I don't know how it smells in there, but it sounds really cute. <laughs> that, that's like amazing, but it's also kind of scary how many books are just going to be thrown away. I know. Um, I'm like,
1: yay, but what? Who, why?
0: Maybe yeah. they're just the really bad books that nobody yeah. wants to read. <laughs> or, you know.
1: That's what, that's what I interpreted it as too. <laughs> yeah yeah just the really bad books are there the really oh, boring ugh. what's your least favorite book
0: i don't know i could i don't know i i've only recently started getting back into reading no me so. too actually yeah we should have started a book club oh my god please sustainable fashion book club in turkey in Turkey o- only um throwing away books yeah I know it has
1: to be no actually they should start a book club if you're listening Turkey Ankara <laughs> <laughs> sign me up the get them away or I'll ship them to Turkey in the nice garbage <laughs> men <laughs> if you're listening garbage men we love you uh, we do <laughs> so yeah I just I'm just excited to talk about you but you're one of those people it's like you turn that into that like <laughs> it's crazy so I don't I don't know if you um if you ever had like bridal shows as like a kid growing up like we had a show called say yes to the dress
0: yeah did you yes. really the
1: UK version
0: I think we had the American version as well like I've oh, so had a little watched... what's
1: his name Randy his name's Randy the guy I, I
0: think had... so I just remember that like, the Texas weddings because they were always quite like in your face um <laughs> <laughs> like Dolly Parton vibes oh my god thank but, you so much like, yeah
1: well you kind of give me Dolly Parton vibes too like Dolly Parton but British
0: oh my god thank you she's an (laughs) icon she is She's Um,
1: yeah she's a yeah yeah I also I don't know if you guys had that show because you guys got some crazy shows out there like I was in London um a a bit this last year and I was introduced to the show Naked Attraction you
0: psychos oh my god don't I can't watch it without cringing but you know I was actually asked to I was scouted to go on the show Shut up. Um, how do you get scouted
1: wait I'm sorry let me just recap for anyone that's not in England because I don't think you can watch the show if you're not in England <laughs> but these British people have lost their minds I guess they've always you guys have always been kind of like this a little extreme which is why I like it I like you guys um but they it's like a dating show where they'll have like one contestant like one person is looking for love looking for their next person and they'll have like three or four I don't remember like up to how many people it's full four people and they're butt naked in like this tube and slowly first you only see their feet but slowly they lift up like the cover and they reveal like the gen the genitals first (laughs) it's like and they'll talk about they're like you guys I'm talking bare genitals like I'm not talking like a nude thong I'm like I'm talking like pubes piercings and all and they'll like go around and they'll compare they'll be like yeah i I quite look like the look of that bush or it's like i (laughs) it's like yeah you know i love a good piercing like oh my god it's so crazy (laughs) so yeah it's a naked dating show um they show everything like nothing is pixelated and it just it's normal for you guys to like watch that growing up. I think it's kind of cool because it makes like sexuality seem like normal and that like, they show like normal bodies. So I think it's nice in that sense. But it's also just blows my mind as like an American. Like <laughs> we would never I think
0: it's like that. it's definitely controversial. And uh, I feel like the main people that are watching it are like uni students. <laughs> and they kind of like watch it with their mates and they just kind yeah. of absolutely roast it like it came out when I was maybe like 17 oh. and it's, it was literally like, what the, what the hell? Like, dude, it you blows w- my
1: mind. Shout out to people that go on there though. Like big props to them. Like that takes balls. In yeah. yeah.
0: Cause like I was on Instagram one day and, um, I got, I got this message in my, in my DMs being like, hey, I'm a recruiter for whatever channel it's on. Um, we're doing like a special episode of like colorful, quirky people. Um, sorry if you're in a relationship, but do you want to be on the show? And I was like, absolutely not. Like I will become an internet meme and no.
1: God. That's so funny, they just go around asking people if they are down to be naked on the show. oh my god no that's hey would you want to be naked on my colorful and quirky naked attractions (laughs) actually crazy oh you should have done it well
0: (laughs) whatever yeah maybe
1: (laughs) okay la british you guys are hilarious i could honestly talk about the uk all day long i love it i want to go back to london soon okay one thing i did notice when i was over there um have you guys noticed that you guys start every single sentence with either to be fair or not trying to be funny?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we're, the, we're like, I think we're so polite that we're just kind of like cushioning any blow that we might um, give. It's That's like, true.
1: But it's also yeah. like the basicest things, like I'm hungry. It's like, to be fair, I'm a little peckish. And it's just like, just say you're yeah. hungry, bro. Like, you're not, it's, it's fair. <laughs> yeah I I started doing it though
0: to be fair to be fair I mean yeah Yeah. I I just kind of assumed that everybody does it so Mm -hmm. the fact that you've highlighted that I'm like oh my god I know Um, when I said it to my my
1: British friends over there they're like what like mind blow like they're like you're so right um but I think you guys most of the things you guys say are I think you guys win you guys are better at um at choosing your words than us yeah we could quite literally talk about the UK all day I could but let's talk about you and what you do you make sweaters you make bows you're a big vest girl what do you love about la vest okay yeah sorry let's talk one more thing about the British you guys definitely don't call it a vest do you
0: no it's called a waistcoat what a waistcoat a waistcoat so yeah so if it's a jacket without sleeves it's a waistcoat because it like it just covers your torso, like your waist area. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. You should call the, I use, the waist and arm go, yeah. I mean, I, I i love sleeves, but I just really like waistcoats. <laughs> Do you
1: wear a lot of um, waistcoats in your daily life?
0: No, no, <laughs> I just really like making them. No, there is actually like a reason that I make waistcoats, that's because the main purpose of the jackets like the original idea was that they go on top of your wedding dress so usually especially like the ones that i kind of like the vintage ones i save like the 80s and 90s the 70s they've got like amazing sleeves so i was like why am i using fabric why am i putting all this like resources into creating sleeves when there's already like so many amazing ones out there on wedding dresses so you kind of just layer them over um sleeves and yeah so that are you good.
1: someone that has like thought a lot about like their wedding like you're like a little girl you're like oh I can't wait to get married one day like I'm gonna have a puffy sleeve dress and a vest or a waistcoat
0: <laughs> yeah I think growing up I, it was never like in my psyche and then I just I know what I want for my wedding oh. and it's yeah it's just it's yeah it's going to be fun it's going to be colorful it's like if Cindy Lauper and Madonna got married like that kind of aesthetic. We um, scratch everything
1: I said about I don't know who I said you look like but you are Cindy Lauper you're not like really pardon you're Cindy Lauper that's perfect that's. Thank you I, I do know. get that quite a lot. Yeah that, that was a good one <laughs> that's funny so like um, so you really like you like the puffy 90s um, kind of wedding dress style like the puffy sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I was, noticed that when I looked at your cow, is that you have a very 90s aesthetic, like within your color palette, even like the fuchsias and like the aqua, I feel like is very, um, honestly, it's kind of Barbie, like Barbie and Cat almost, like you're giving Barbie a yeah, bridal, well, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally, like literally, yeah. like we always joke in my studio, it's just like we're just making Barbie wedding dresses, um, like I like- really should have done more on social media, but the whole film coming out, but... <laughs>
1: I listen to that every morning, that Barbie playlist, but it's okay. I could talk about it all day too. Anyways, (laughs) so (laughs) explain to us how this works. You don't necessarily make bridal wear, but you take old bridal wear and you're going to have to take it from here because I don't know
0: what you do. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a weaver. Um, So do you want me to like, so basically I create fabrics. So I have a loom. And I set up a loom so it's full of uh, thousands of ends of like cotton threads, like sewing threads. And they're wound onto a loom and they are like uh, mathematically threaded up. And then I create fabrics from scratch. Um, And then what I do is I work wedding dresses that are like or event wear or whatever, really. And that's completely like can't be resold. And I like turn it into my own yarns and then I weave whole new fabrics from it um
1: what how
0: so these these like event
1: wear you're talking like quinceanera prom wedding they're like big poofier dresses how do you get like a really big dress to become so itty bitty like how do you <laughs> It literally I cannot wrap my brain
0: around it it's like the really big dresses about all the layers you yeah. can get like I don't know maybe 10 meters of fabric like of new fabric yeah um they may be like 50, like half a meter 40 centimeters wide and they're like rewoven. Um, But yeah, so I, I will like literally take a wedding dress and I will like unpick like the bodice from the skirt and then take each individual layer apart. Um, wow. A bit like one of those Russian dolls, you like yeah. lifting layers and yeah. then it's turning each layer into the yarn. Um, but you then- The, the
1: machine takes like the big scrap of fabric and it makes it into the strings. Yeah, no, I do it all by okay. hand.
0: Like it's literally me, me and a you pair hand? of scissors. Yeah, like literally everything's by hand apart from the loom itself, which it is. It
1: seems like... literally physically impossible for a human being to create a, a piece of thread. Like it's so tiny. Like it's. But, yeah, like, so like those hero. ones
0: are like two centimeters wide, maybe, like between like one and two centimeters. Okay. Um, yeah, otherwise we have like snappages. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. I think you're amazing. I think that is like such a big impact. That's amazing. And so with like, say like a medium poof dress, not a mermaid, not a loofah, you get about like 10, sorry, well, how much thread
0: do you get out of that? Uh, I So like a medium dress, I'd say you would get maybe like two or three dresses, but like the really intense ones with like the trains and like yeah. layers and layers and layers, you might get like 10 meters of fabric that's Um, amazing which is maybe like three or four jackets oh waistcoats Um, waistcoats yeah sorry yeah (laughs) no I call I call them jackets um, and everyone gets really confused yeah
1: you guys are really particular about um what you call things I feel like um (laughs) but yeah tell it how did you how did you get into being a weaver how'd you add that to the resume
0: so I studied, I went to uni and I studied like fashion design. And then I also did textile designs. It was like uh, like a double course kind of. Yeah. And in your second year, you kind of have to choose a pathway. And I thought, I want to do weaving. I'd never heard of it uh, really before I'd gone to uni. And I just love like the tactile nature. And um, even when I started weaving at uni, I was weaving with just like found objects like going to nightclubs and taking all like the sparkly dangly things off the wall and then weaving it up um and I think I did like weaving of like plastic straws oh that's really cool like yeah like it's the most you can kind of have the most experimental materials Mm. in it um and then I graduated in the middle of the lockdown like COVID it wasn't good and then um, I applied for a weaving award in London and I won. So there were three of that's us that it. won that year. And we get like a funded or like part funded studio in London with like looms and equipment, business coaches. Um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a big win. You get a
1: studio in London with looms in it. Yeah. Dude, so you hit like... the jackpot. Yeah, that's crazy. London is not cheap. No, it's not. I saw, I've been looking at pictures of like that studio space and I was going to ask about it because yeah, it seems like you got, you definitely have to depend on some, some machinery for all this. You can't even exactly yeah. get in a closet, you know, like a sewing machine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I've got like a sewing machine overlocker, but like, um, we've got four arm looms. So they're kind of like traditional looms, but then they've kind of got like a tablet integrated on the front and you kind of put all your mathematics and your patterns and it will automatically create the patterns like lift it for you when you pedal um we've got like quite traditional ones where everything is by hand um yeah that's like really time consuming i actually can't even like understand this
1: this is so insane um yeah you're taking this is very time consuming but very cool so your patterns when you weave them I've seen you have a lot of very distinct ones like they're definitely not all the same they're very special and unique how do you do you plan them out do you kind of
0: like see what happens a little bit of both how does that work it's completely a little bit of both so some of my best ones are literally where I kind of like sat so when you have when you weave you kind of put a warp on and once it's on you have to weave it before you can put any anything new on and I'll just kind of like throw some stuff in there and think oh that looks good and that color against that and just kind of like testing it and you kind of come out with like the really crazy ones yeah um and then otherwise I love like Pinterest but like i love like vintage magazines like vintage greetings cards are like my big thing at the moment Wait, that's kinda... a really interesting niche how'd you get into vintage
1: greeting cards
0: i was in a charity shop with my mum, and i love charity shopping it's like my favorite hobby yeah and my mum was like oh they've got like 1980s wedding cards like could you do something with this and i was like absolutely yes um because like vintage printing has like such different colors it, it's um, very different yeah and so I bought them and I went and like cut them all up and like restuck them. And then like, I make little, uh, they're like little cubes of like card and like start wrapping my yarns around and kind of design from that. And then I take it on the loom and do new designs and patterns.
1: So you're very into anything bridal, whether it's a greeting card, like it's not just the dresses. What draws you to the the bridal scene? specifically
0: you know I think I'm not really a like traditional bridal um kind of gal mm-hmm. I'm very much into like the vintage the 80s the fun um think like Madonna's like a virgin um that's my big inspo I think, but, about, like, I think about that all the time <laughs> <laughs> but I love I don't know I, I just I love to upcycle things I don't just do like textiles and fabrics And I just find that, you know, you can do like a collage or you can like upcycle a vase and suddenly you have like a hundred ideas for your, like your garments. Yeah. Like I I think my research is sort of in everything I do rather than just like set in fabrics.
1: Did you have like an aha or like a calling moment? Like you're in a charity shop looking across the racks of dusty blazers oversized denim and ah a pearly white wedding dress this is it like this is my
0: mare she's the one
1: like is that how yeah I was? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it was I when I was at uni I would go around wearing like 1980s prom dresses it was like prom dresses that like really caught me you would so... actually just like walk around wearing these
1: 80s prom dresses yeah, and there's, like,
0: pictures of me, like, down, I think I went to Peckham for the first time, and we did, like, photo shoots of me on, like, the overground, in, like, these, like, 80s wedding dresses, and i um prom dresses, and I was like, this is amazing, why is nobody wearing this? Because you can pick them up for, like, a fiver, like, nobody wants them. Yeah, any charity shop will always have an 80s wedding dress there, like, guaranteed, guaranteed. It is yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but... And then I did like a whole wedding 80s project at uni. And that's when that the wedding kind of stuck. And that's when it kind of got to me. It was like, you you get married and you have that day. And then what happens? Like, what happens like, Yeah, it sits in your wardrobe?
1: No, yeah, please dig deeper on the wedding waste. It's a one day thing. I know that prevents a lot of people from in, wanting to invest a lot of money in their wedding dress. And I I definitely understand that. So what does happen to a wedding dress
0: After the big day, some people are like super in love and they keep it in their wardrobe, and I think they try it on like every other month. Mm -hmm. And then, like, but I think the majority of people do just sort of bundle it up and pop it in the loft. Um, and nine times out of ten, it gets moth eaten, it gets like those weird, sort of damp stains. and because they're white they get damaged so easily and it's amazing how many like wedding dresses that come to me that have like the brides have had the best time like they're covered in mud I don't know how mine's gonna survive yeah I don't know how they do (laughs) it's covered in red wine and um so like charity shops are getting given loads of wedding dresses because people are like like I don't have space for this like people's houses are shrinking um especially in like cities so like but then what can the charity shops do with them when you've got like heavily stained dress like there's not a lot
1: no Um, I mean like I like even if like you're a little less fortunate and you have to get your wedding dress at a charity shop like you deserve to have one that's not all stained and ripped up you know like yeah so you're doing the right thing yeah
0: and like I never cut up wedding dresses that are like perfect like that could be worn again yeah because it's so important to have like accessible like wedding dresses for people Mm -hmm. um I deal with like the ones that have got like yeah they're pretty trashed
1: oh my god I was gonna ask you like if you're do you ever like when you're ripping up like these giant dresses are you ever like ah
0: (laughs) you you know at first I would be like oh my god what am I actually doing (laughs) um but then I was just like some of them that I bought at car boots. People were literally like, "If you don't buy it off of me, it's going in the trash. Like, it's going in the bin. Like I'm That's gonna take arm. it to the tip." Yeah. And you're just like, at least this way, I'm like honoring the memories of the wedding. Like I'm honoring the story of the fabric.
1: Yeah. Do you ever have like a a bride or a groom come to you specifically with their dress? Like, do you ever get to like hear the story? or see pictures yeah. of the dress in action
0: yeah yeah so we we did some like uh bridal fairs, and um I was trying to like sort of sell like ready-made pieces for people to wear on their wedding day mm-hmm. and it just came out that like, what people wanted was like what can I do with my dress afterwards and that was like the most popular thing and we also had like a lot of like older people that were like I got married in the 80s or the 90s or whatever and like I want to wear it, but it I don't fit in it. Yeah. So like, if you can do something with it and I can like have it on like anniversaries or like stuff like that.
1: No, I was gonna say, um, it would be so cool to like start a business where like people, cause I know a lot of people don't want to spend a lot of money on wearing like the big day, wearing a dress once. And they also have like, maybe like a loved one's wedding dress that they want to wear. Or like, like you said, they just want to rewear their dress for like an anniversary, but they kind of want to like modernize it or like give it their own place. Like it would be so cool if like a designer or there was like a place where you could take these like pre-loved wedding dresses and revamp them. You should yeah. kind of consider doing that. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah cuz like i do offer, like the uh, the family one. so like we've had people that have been like oh you know like i'd love my like my nan isn't with us anymore but i'd love her to be with me on my big day and then you've like you've got like a jacket that you can kind of wear on your day like maybe not during the wedding itself but like afterwards and they are kind of like with you like that's as close as you're going to get
1: yeah
0: um which is so nice wait um, this is
1: this would be an amazing tv show let's get randy if <laughs>
0: i'm saying the dressing on this yeah. I I I would be so down. No, please. Yeah. It's
1: like like queer eye, but like upcycles fashion. I (laughs) I love it.
0: I love that.
1: So yeah, when I came across you, or actually I think I had uh someone send you to me, Laura. So one of my past guests, episode three or four, I think, shout out City Girl Beach Bum. Um, but yeah, she sent me your post. Um, I'll read it. It's the one where you talk about wedding waste. And you said, um, did you know that the, in the UK, there are over 2,500 or 250,000 weddings a year? Oh my God. I thought it was only 25,000, but it's 250,000 weddings a year. Yeah. Oh my God. And at least over half of these weddings will include a wedding dress, right? Do you have anything more to say about like bridal waist? Like, do you have like any like statistics or facts that'll just make
0: us like ship our wedding dresses to you right now? Yeah, so I think um, it it's like this realisation came. So when you talk a lot about sustainable fashion, people are using like organic natural fabrics. They're using like cotton and silks and things. And I realised that the wedding dresses are like 99% synthetic, like they're not good for the environment. And um, I, I told this like old guy and he was like, you're cutting up people's nans wedding dresses and they must be like pure silk and beautifully handcrafted. And I was like, actually, they're not like these dresses are like 100 percent polyester. These are going to take hundreds of thousands of years to biodegrade de- bio in landfill. Um, and, you know, so you know organic materials that are going to biodegrade like they still need to be upcycled because like the process isn't that but like these sort of like fabrics that are going to take thousands of years in landfill um they like if we can do something to stop them going in the landfill and releasing those gases and those chemicals um that's a big reason why i'm so like yeah like go
1: going this. down a rabbit hole in my brain right now because now i'm like every single person that's ever been married in the entire history of us being here like is that what we're just walking on every day is people's old wedding dresses like those mountains I see are those people's wedding dresses
0: yeah so do you know do you want to know like the the clip moment when I I got this idea about upcycling the wedding dresses um it was like fashion revolution week and uh they kind of like had like an online talk and they were like oh you could watch this video and it was about um all over the world they kind of like ship our secondhand clothings over to like countries like India and then they kind of have like the markets or the landfills yeah. and there were these like ladies that were sorting through the clothes and they picked out this wedding dress and they were like dancing through these like mountains of 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 waste clothing in the white wedding dress and just kind of blew my mind. You're like, what's it doing there? Like it shouldn't be there. Yeah. And it it it's gonna stay there. Um like I think that this is a really good um
1: I'm just thinking back of literally the first episode where we talked about like what like the history of upcycling and how it's kind of changed and all that. But back in the day like royalty would take they would upcycle most of their dresses because they had like these really nice dresses with like really extravagant, gorgeous, expensive materials, and they really appreciated these materials. So they would have, and these are like princesses and like the richest people of the countries. They would have designers take their dresses, cut them up and make them into new dresses because they didn't want to waste those materials and they appreciated those materials so much. So I think it's a really good idea to like readapt that idea, that perspective that these wedding dresses are to be appreciated and to be respected they hold a lot of meaning and they also took a lot of work to make and they're not biodegradable so why wouldn't we turn these fabrics into something different you know like why would we
0: throw them away if we cherish them so much yeah 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 and then sometimes they are thrown away because they're damaged but that doesn't mean we can't take like areas that aren't damaged yeah. or like the really beautiful details like the amount of dresses that I've had that have been covered in like the most beautiful like beading and like embroidery and things like that and it's like so beautiful and it's just gonna get trashed
1: like someone like spent so much time making that like I just yeah I think wedding dresses like the wedding day itself everything about it is just really very sacred and cherished yeah very special so you're kind of cool oh,
0: thank you <laughs> you're
1: making me blush oh yeah you should <laughs> and then I saw yeah, you also added our art edu- artist educator to the resume that's how I saw your your post you do a lot of educating on Instagram your resume aka your Instagram
0: bio so what are these workshops you lead about Yeah so I was doing them sort of a lot more last year so I was um, working with like community groups I worked with dementia patients and I was teaching them like embroidery skills on like upcycling wedding dress fabrics but also like weaving waste within weaving itself you can have a lot of waste that's created from the process so we were sort of like I was teaching them couching and we would like make really fun like embroidery pieces. Um, So it's kind of like teaching those skills. Um, And then earlier this year, I kind of launched my own workshops because it's so interesting when you talk to people and you teach them maybe like a bit of embroidery or like fixing garments and they're like, I had no idea it was like this easy, but also like how easy it was to repair my old clothes um so I love to just like teach people like really basic skills um and then I also started offering hen party uh workshops so yeah so like not everyone oh hen party is a bachelorette party yes yes
1: okay yeah I was like hen party no no, you're right yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so like not everyone wants to go like out on the piss for their hen party or they want an activity that they can take their nan to and then go out on the piss. So
1: such great ideas. These are such good ideas. It's like I'm thinking of like Groupon. You know, when like you're just bored and you need something to do, or like there's an event and you need something for it, and you go on like Groupon or like TikTok and you look up like things to do. Like we could totally normalize upcycling is a thing to do, like painting with a twist or like a ceramics class with your friend. Like go to like a workshop, yeah. And actually, just night workshop
0: literally in? the dream
1: that's what I'm doing for my birthday party my hen party all my parties my wedding yeah. oh you're gonna be there you're gonna make my dress everything like why not
0: it'd be so fun
1: yeah I love that I love that you're you really are like normalizing it and you're really doing like the nitty-gritty work like, the stuff that matters and you're making it easy for people which is the most amazing thing so final things that we should talk about I, I would like to go back to um Talking about your vest because I think we didn't give them enough love. We talked about, you know, the bridal wear. We talked about what you make. We talked about your weaving, but I guess we didn't talk about it all together. So, yeah, I'm looking at one of your vests now. I like how you do, you do a lot of styling with, you know, very traditional white wedding dress, and you'll see like a fuchsia, aqua, white, colorful, um, vest or waistcoat on top of the wedding the wedding dress so tell me like about the inspiration behind the style
0: as a whole and how you've gotten into it where it's going so when I started the bridal stuff I had every intention of doing like rainbow wedding and then I kind of got in my head that it needed to be like really commercial and it needed to be like all white um and I'm an extremely colorful person like I, I dress colorfully my hair is colorful my my, my home is colorful and it just <laughs> got a bit much like being colorful 24 7 and then weaving all white um identity crisis it literally was I was like who am I <laughs> and people would come in the room and be like where's your work and I'd be like this what one you- and they're like this isn't yours this is this is white and I'm like surprise you got me there (laughs) Um, and then I was like right okay and went and did like loads of color research and was like basically Barbie like I kind of looked at like Barbie weddings like those like I had loads of like these like 80s 90s like invitations and wedding stuff and they had like all these pinks and these purples and these Mm -hmm. yellows and I just think it's so cute and I'm a big fan of like anything cute so <laughs> I was like we just got to go for these colors and like really run with it so like this one that I'm with at the moment isn't actually made of wedding dresses it's made of bridesmaid dresses
1: that's a really so cool too. Yeah, because there's, yeah. there's more bridesmaids than a bride. You know.
0: Yeah. So yeah. like you can have like eight bridesmaids, and that's eight dresses. And have you watched that film? It's like twenty seven dresses, and mm-hmm. she's got like a whole closet just full of bridesmaids dresses. Oh yeah. And she like collects them from every thing she's a bride. That's actually what
1: I imagine your closet looking like. <laughs> so much <just> giant. <laughs> I giant have stuff. a
0: lot of wedding dresses, and it's a bit of a problem. I, I don't think of it as a problem. <laughs> I think it is when storage comes into play. Especially in London, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, so we did these like really colourful ones. I did like a catwalk and I like, produced these really colourful ones and people were really into them. I think so some people love the traditional plain ones. I've got other ones which are like um because like when you weave the different fabrics you get like different colors come through different textures I will say one thing I've noticed
1: and also hearing you talk is that yes you're very colorful and you've implemented color into the wedding scene but I've noticed that you can you kind of respect the white of the dress like you haven't like dyed these dresses or changed the wedding dress from being white you've kept it white have you noticed that is there a reason
0: behind that um (sighs) You know what I always sit there and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna dye it I'm gonna like spray paint the dress you up (laughs) I'm gonna go crazy but I think the thing is is like I'm not like an impulsive crazy person I'm very like controlled chaos controlled chaos so it's on my like bucket list to do is to like just take it into like a park and like (laughs) spray paint it um it'd be sweet (laughs) Um,
1: i think was was in the park watching you do that like just an observer reading know, a book like, in the park one day this girl comes cindy lopper who comes
0: through the park spray painting a giant wedding dress i feel like that would do so well on tiktok it would.
1: yeah i it would you would go viral for sure
0: it's like my new marketing um <laughs> will just be me like upside wedding dresses in like obscure places in london
1: oh my god it's like what um, is of like banksy or something yeah <laughs>
0: Like keep hearing that's cool. But no, I that is on my like list of things to do. Um yeah. Well, wow, so there's not like a like
1: a reason you've kept it white. It was just kind of just haven't gotten around to it yet.
0: Yeah, and I think when when we've done shoots before, I think it just kind of shows the like the story of the wedding quite well. Like there's very few times that people like a white dress you think of wedding. Mm -hmm. um and sometimes when you have these jackets and they're not on a wedding dress you don't see the correlation between what it was and what it was before and like a big part of my work is kind of telling that that cycle and that story of like it was a wedding dress and now it's a jacket I think you do a Um, really good
1: job doing that I will say like I mean like you do a great job but it's also just like that picture that you posted the one that I came across where you're literally holding the vest and you're holding like the giant puffy dress and you're like this was this it's like no it wasn't you're lying <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> it's crazy yeah I know but you you paint the picture really well and I think you've done a really cool job just adding some spice to the to the bridal scene because I think a lot of people try to but I think people are really like scared to mess up the white of the of the wedding dress I will say I kind of like I I'll probably stick to the white when I get married I want to get married three times maybe I'll switch it up okay (laughs) three times or just
0: three dresses
1: I want to get married three times I think I should have different dresses per wedding but I guess since I'm a sustainable girly I'll come to you to revamp the same dress probably same yeah Yeah, but I just want a little drama in my life like I I like it could be the same person three times that could be fun a little
0: rustle tussle you know yeah, like, if I got married, I would have at least three dresses. Like there, there's Please no... walk us
1: through your wedding, because I know you've spent a lot of time thinking about it.
0: It's just... So I'd probably... I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> I'd probably have, like, a very, like, British... This makes me sound like I'm crazy, and I sit in my room, like, thinking about weddings. But I mean... <laughs> for me, a wedding in my head is more about what I'm going to wear. It's more of a fashion show than anything else. But like
1: um Not who like, am I wearing who am I wearing, but what am
0: I wearing? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're talking like I'd probably have like a big eighties, like sweetheart neckline, big skirts, um, like proper princess, like Barbie princess. Absolutely. Um and then I would have I would have something like a nineteen fifties, like a nineteen eighties nineteen fifties. Um and I don't know if you've ever seen but like a regular choice do these like high heels, do you, do you have a regular choice in the USA? Uh, no I don't think so So they're like the quirkiest shoe brand and they'll kind of like take a pair of heels and then stick like a sheep on the front oh, and funny. it will be made of like astroturf and glitter and um,
1: Ringling, they um... do
0: <laughs> these like heels that are like um, the heels themselves are bride and grooms they're like dolls like the, heels like the heel, of the heel dolls. is the doll yeah um so <laughs> obviously I'll have those and then I'll need a short dress to wear those with a short and that would heel, obviously yeah. yeah and that would obviously be like colorful right. um oh so and you like, want to add a little
1: color to your wedding
0: yeah wow, nice, yeah nice. I think I, I would never have just a white dress you would have to have accents of colour in it call me crazy but I'm gonna go with a wild card I think
1: you're gonna choose pink
0: yeah 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 pink and yellow I think oh I would do the same nice I think yeah I think yellow because it's like such a fresh colour you're gonna gonna get married you want like that fresh you gotta get married
1: in summer too then
0: Yeah. yeah I guess yeah
1: yeah and are you gonna do anything like non traditional at the wedding? Do you like like pretty traditional weddings, like you know service party? Um, I can do like anything crazy, like a beach or a destination wedding. Like, what are we talking?
0: I honestly would. There's like one particular place in London that I'd love to get married. It's called Moth Club. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Moth Club. Moth Club, like the flutter thing like moth. Oh
1: my god, think... it's a moth. I was like, what at okay, The moth
0: club. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the moth, like a, like the butterfly. Like yeah. the butterfly, but it's like it's like a like a traditional like working men's club, I think. Oh. And then like it's just like a British pub and then out the back they've got like it's like glitter ceilings. It's like a traditional British pub with like glitter ceilings and sparkles everywhere. And I would just the traditional club is glittery, yeah, <laughs> and just
1: like yeah, like literally. Like, at least you got okay. it all figured out, Now you just got to find the the one. Are you like a um, are you a romantic? Would you say no?
0: <laughs> they are just cutting up no, all, all not, day I'm, long. I'm, you know. If it comes to it, I'll just have to marry myself. <laughs> you like a pet, like a dog, a period dog, a dog. No, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I think, like, it's it's fun and games thinking about these things, but, you know. Not that fun sometimes. It's really
1: stressful. When you're turning older and older, it's like, oh, my God. Dude, like, it went on, like, my first Hinge date the other day, and I was like, I hadn't even showed up. Like, I hadn't even showed up, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, what if I, like, set my eyes on him? and I'm like I'm in love like this is the man I want to marry like I don't want to have that yet like that sounds really stressful (laughs) to like have that moment where like you know like I do not not looking forward to
0: that moment anytime soon I've got a lot of friends that are starting to like have that moment um and they're like this is the person and I'm like okay (laughs) um Like I'm not gonna manifest it yet, but I'm also not gonna like if if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I want want to play still. Yeah, like I'm happy like being me. Like I'm happy to be me with someone else. I'm happy to be me with like my friends and like you can marry your loom. I'm sure people do that all the time.
1: (laughs) That's so depressing. Like a mannequin.
0: I mean. She's cute. <laughs> you keep looking at that. I really hope it doesn't come to that. Um. <laughs> well, okay. Um, <laughs> moving
1: on. Um, yeah. yeah. So you are always looking for ways to upcycle pre-loved materials. I saw that most recently, I don't know if it was recent, but I noticed that you have these really abstract, beautiful like rose paintings on woven bridal scraps which is I mean I love the idea because it's a bunch of white bridal dress straps together really makes the perfect
0: canvas so yeah yeah tell us about those so like I put a warp on and I had like loads of extra and I was kind of like done with white and I had like a load of fabric paint like dyes and um, I was just like I might as well just paint something and I painted like all these like climbing roses from, like, a, a picture from a wedding dress. And then I kind of then wove it um, with, like, this underskirt and it created such a nice effect. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it works really well because not everybody is, like, into the jacket. Like, not everyone can get behind it, um, which is cool. But, like, the artwork's been really popular. Like, people are like, yeah, I yeah, have I that really- in my house. And it doesn't just have to be wedding with that one, I think.
1: No, um, but could you imagine, like, though, seriously, like if all those wedding dresses that we were talking about, all that waste, if they were turned into canvases, like, that'd be amazing. How was it, was it, is it kind of hard to make or is the material of a canvas and, like, maybe, like, the underskirt of a wedding dress pretty similar? Like, could it be an alternative,
0: realistically, or is it a push? Um, It's still got, like, the properties of a fabric, Mm-hmm. it's like a very chunky denim mm-hmm. um so but like I feel like you could you could just weave it like plain and then paint on top of it like that's not like in the weaving community that's not like <laughs> that's not new like I'm not inventing anything the only thing I'm doing is doing it with the the wedding dresses which you need to get the weaving community out here yeah
1: yeah What was your I ways guess.
0: yeah um yeah it's like a um we have like a type of like weaving it's called Ica and you kind of like dye areas of your your warp in different colors so it's kind of like a simplified version of that it's just fun because I can kind of get a bit crazy about the paintings and the
1: colors
0: <laughs> yeah and playing it around like,
1: yeah, I can I can get way too I'm like we're definitely maximalists not minimalists <laughs> oh uh, yeah
0: maximalist all the way yeah um, yeah minimalism doesn't exist to me <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it. it makes me feel sad inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: go big. But yeah, do you have any upcoming collections or, I guess, innovations that you're working on? Yes, yeah, so I just
0: won funding. I just want like a new load of funding. Um, are
1: you doing these? Can I sign up for these? <laughs> so
0: this was like through, um, so where I have my studio, they were kind of running stuff through that. Uh And I applied, um, wrote, like, a business plan and thing and got funding. So I'm hopefully going to be kind of doing stuff on, like, a larger scale just because, you know, like, weaving is very, like, physical sometimes or, like, very time-consuming. So I I want to, like, you know, like, make my upcycling more accessible for people. That's, like, the dream. Yeah. So... We're working on that. We're doing a non-bridal collection. So we're doing a new section of bridal. So we're we're keeping that going. And then we're doing a non-bridal collection, which is like denim-based, rave-based. Denim-based bridal? You need to tell me when that is out. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, It's not, not particularly like for bridal wear. It's literally just like upcycled but woven denims and like stuff you can wear at a rave. Uh-huh. Um, stuff like that. And then we're That's doing so cool. some other like manufacture stuff,
1: which is like mad. No, I'm so happy for you, Ashley. That's really cool. You're really growing Thank and you. you're very talented. So you hands down deserve it. You put a lot of work into this and you're you're making a genuine impact. I will say we definitely need you to to inspire some people to to jump on this bandwagon because I I can't even like begin to understand like the difference you're making with saving the bridal waste It's crazy. I could kiss Thank you. you. So do you have any, like, final thoughts you want to say about your collection or bridal waist or weaving in general?
0: I think weaving is a very, like, underappreciated craft sometimes. It's, like, a very traditional way of making fabrics. And I think people don't always get, like, the steps. Like, it can take me up to a week to just set up loom. That's before even, like, making anything. Wow. Um so I but I also think it's really great in like the upcycling because you really appreciate it more and it's got like that, that story and that process. And I think that's what's important is like being sentimental about our clothes, being sentimental about what we buy, um, and just appreciating like the energy and the effort. Yeah. Um, so like even you know, if you like upcycled a bit like your own clothing you're going to love it so much more mm-hmm. and you're going to keep it so much more longer because it's got like a little bit of you in it
1: yeah no I agree you definitely are in the most sentimental department you could be and like the with the wedding dresses like these mean so much to people and it's so cool how you're taking these stories and and turning it into something new and I mean even just like like bridal stuff like just gets people excited whether it's your wedding someone's wedding you don't know like last year on Christmas I watched someone get proposed to and I was I was talking about it for days I, I don't even like care that much about that stuff but yeah it's a very exciting uh world that that you created so yeah thanks so much for what you're doing and thanks for for coming on the show today
0: yeah oh, thank you for having me yeah.
1: <laughs> um so I did want to make a little announcement a little TNR that's not rubbish announcement do you want the good news or the bad news first, Ashley?
0: I think we should get the bad news out of the way and like end on a high.
1: Okay. I like that. Okay. So my bad news is that I'm not even, it's like it's all good really. So <laughs> <laughs> um so the bad news, I guess, is that I'm gonna be scaling back on the podcast and doing it every other Monday instead of every Monday. Um, but that is only because I have, like Ashley has said, I wanna make upcycling more accessible it's been this what I've been saying the whole time access, accessibility is key and I want to bring upcycling mainstream and you know the podcast was just kind of setting the stage for a marketplace like I want to open up a shop like you were saying right yeah oh my god you guys should see your oh face so happy <laughs>
0: yeah, I, so I, think, I love
1: this <laughs> yeah you know what Bloody hell, Ashley, if no one's going to make upcycling a shop, I'll have to do it myself. Right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we deserve it. So I think it'd just be cool to get a place where, you know, I've been talking with my old podcast guests and I've been asking like what they would like to see, what they would not like to see, how they would like to go about this. And they're going to be some of my first vendors and I'll start getting more upcyclers and just have this place where you guys can just shop, you know, guilt-free all in one place so cool I'm so excited it's yeah it's been the goal so that's
0: so exciting just make sure you've got a bridal section
1: (laughs) no my guess that's why you're here right